Hey, 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 everybody. Today for you, podcast number 75. Today's podcast is titled, What You Can't See That Is Actually Making You Sick. Everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of your weekly Limitless Life Network podcast. I'm Dr. Pete Lombardi, and sitting next to me is the lovely Sandy Lombardi. And this is the Limitless Life Network podcast where we flesh out the limitations that are preventing you from reaching your goals and living the life that you were called to lead. And we always want to start off the podcast by thanking all of our loyal listeners and subscribers out there. Uh, got some Great feedback once again this past week, and uh, I, it's, I'm really encouraged with the people that are actually taking action on some of the action items that we uh, we mentioned in the last couple of podcasts. So way to go for you action takers, mm-hmm. and um, you know for those of you that are considering that you're on the fence maybe of of deciding to uh, try some of these things that we're recommending. Um, yeah, go for it. You know, make decisions. People that. Are successful in life are decisive. They make decisions. They don't just think about things. So best results come from making decisions and and just going for it. So uh, like, follow, share, hit the subscribe button if you're a new listener. Uh, We'd love to have you join us each and every week. But uh, today we have a new episode. It's coming to you a little bit later than usual. um, And it's entitled, What You Can't See That Is Actually Making You Sick. And this actually uh, was uh, developed out of an article that Sandy was reading last week. You want to kind of talk about that a little bit? Sure. Um, I was going through a magazine, and one of the articles was on reducing um, radiation in your home and um, fairly simple steps that you could do to to reduce that. And um, I was curious of the author's um, credibility. So I looked her up and spent some time researching the author who was a medical doctor and um, went about her tip, her career. And then she had a child and said it just changed her perspective on life and what was important in life and in total trajectory of her career. Um, She found it no longer fulfilling to be in this kind of, well, the model that um, she was in working within conventional medicine and realized she needed to see the person as a whole person like she saw her child. And um, anyway, I grew, um, my respect for her grew as I learned about her backstory and um, and I did trust her advice in the article. Yeah, it's interesting how that works out that when you share uh, a common thread there mm-hmm. in a couple of areas that I know that you resonated with her. Um, but what what really got me was that I've heard this before with people that become a, a leader in the health care arena in a non-traditional sense usually come from a background of traditional health care. 
which can be argued as actually sick care because the model is really dictated toward treating sickness and disease. Mm -hmm. And we're very familiar with that model, and that is the most culturally acceptable way to look at everything. And so um, our first point really talks about this very thing, and, and the first point is the lens that you see through. And, and so the topic title that we have today, what you can't see that actually that is actually making you sick, the lens that you look through, and this is your paradigm. This is this is how you view the world, what you think is how, how you basically look at things, and uh, the lens that you're looking through, and and we all look through a little bit of a different lens in how we see things. Um, I was brought up in a non-traditional. Uh, family. You know, my father was my chiropractor, father and doctor. And, you know, we didn't go to doctors. And to this day, I really don't use doctors because mm-hmm. I'm not in the realm of treating sickness and disease. Uh, I think it's far better to promote your health, mm-hmm. uh, to be on the offensive. So, um, and that's kind of what this woman realized is that, you know, her her lifestyle prior to having a child, she didn't really give it much conscious thought. Mm-hmm. But once she saw the miracle of life, of bringing a new life into the world, and how that there was something greater than just the treatment of sickness and disease, that this this intelligent life had intelligence within it that knew how to make it, knew how to allow it to develop with such precise timing and uh, specificity. And, and that's really... Uh, the model that we've resonated with and, and how we care for our family. And so instead of treating, we're working on nurturing and caring for. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's really point number one is you have to examine your lens and how you view the world. Do you see your body as something that malfunctions and that it's broken and that needs treatment? Or do you see your body as magnificent and that you're losing when you lose your health and you start to express symptoms, it, it's doing that in a natural way to tell you that something's not right about the way you're living. And that's where you need to look for correction. Um, and that really brings me to another idea or another uh, way of looking at things is uh, Dr. James Chestnut, who's a, um, a, a researcher, a chiropractor, a, um, a biologist, uh, first and foremost, I believe. Uh, but Dr. Chestnut, Ch- Dr. Chestnut talks a lot about the two real causes as to why we get sick, and 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 it really comes down to the simple concept of purity and sufficiency versus toxicity and deficiency. Um, so we either have purity, which means our cells have everything that is pure and natural that they're supposed to have, that we are perfectly designed to have. Sufficient meaning the enough, enough of something, enough of everything that you need. So a full tank in regards to that. And the, or toxicity, which is something that's toxic at the cellular level. And then deficiency, which is not having enough of something. Mm-hmm. So there's this constant battle of that. And we can think of it as in, in the way of a plant right? And if a plant has enough of everything it needs, what does it do? It thrives. It thrives. And as soon as you start to put toxins into the soil, what happens to the plant? It starts to die. To die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and we're the same way, right? And if you're deficient, then the same thing applies. So 
Uh, point number two is really referring back to this article. And one of the things that we can't see is that's toxic to us is what? Radiation. Yeah. So radiation. So you want to talk a little bit about that? Sure. They hit about, um, well, she covered research that was done on rats and um, they were exposed to different types of radiation for a certain number of days, hours on, hours off, kind of mimicking possibly what we might do with radiation um, exposure, cell phone, uh, Wi-Fi, routers in our home. So um we were commenting that if you look it up, like just do a Google search, most sites are going to downplay the uh, effects of radiation mm-hmm. and that there isn't enough research. Um, we might argue that if you searched other sites, you would find quite a bit of research that um, documents that there is, in fact, and it's been for 15 years or so, documented research um, of the negative effects on the human body. Um, and so different areas she was looking at were certainly cell phone use, um, whether we're holding the phones to our ear <laughs> um, and the, da- the potential damage to the brain, um, putting, holding them or keeping them in our back pocket, um, you know, keeping them actually on the body, um, she recommended against that. And there are different devices, like we have um, cell phone cases that protect us from the radiation. Um, we, that was something we've done years ago. And if kept closed, then they protect you from that radiation. But another thing I was not, I guess I was aware of, but just haven't done anything about is the Wi-Fi router in the home. There's shields that you can purchase to protect yourself from the level of radiation that's given off by the Wi-Fi router, shutting off the router at night. So there's, you know, maybe eight to 10 hours of time where you're not being exposed to that. Um, other areas she talked about that I hadn't thought about were baby monitors. Um, you know, that um, any type of Bluetooth device that we might have in the house, smart, like um, Alexa, the other yep. type of... Um, Speaker systems. What else did she? Wearables. Wearables like watches and yeah. rings. Yeah. Now that was, this was an older article. She didn't even get into that. And I said to Pete, you know, we know that that's definitely an issue. Yeah. Um, you know, the smart watches. Um, or a ring. Yeah. 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 All of those things. So the, the, uh, the, the, the side of this that's very well accepted in, as far as radiation being toxic to us is something called that we're all very familiar with and we know it's bad for us is ionizing radiation. That's x-ray, mm-hmm. CT scans and so forth. And um, those are, are very uh, regulated um, by uh, the state, state uh, boards that uh, regulate uh, hospitals and, and doctor's offices. So, and you're monitored and checked for that uh, radiation exposure. And there's a lot of laws regarding that because we know it's, it. the reason ionizing radiation is so damaging is because it actually has been shown to change the DNA in your cells. So definitely not good. So now other levels of radiation that are lower levels of radiation do influence cellular communication and cellular function. And that's because we, our cells literally communicate, right? And our nervous system is always... Uh, it's an electrical system and it's communicating. Mm-hmm. So there's a, there's different frequencies of vibration through communication through electrical systems 
And when you're exposed to other fields of radiation, that influences that communication. So we know that it can change and alter and affect cellular function. How much damage is it doing? You can't feel it and you can't measure it. So therefore, it does not mean it doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. We just don't know to what degree. But if it's something that is potentially negative, is it worth shielding your body from? Right. And to us, the answer is yes. Mm -hmm. Like one tip I would offer is using airplane airplane mode on your cell phone, certainly at night. Um, We do not keep phones in our bedrooms. And then so if you need to, for whatever reason, you can use Wi-Fi mode and have a list of numbers that will come through um, even in Wi-Fi mode, um, emergency numbers. But uh, for those, they did offer like um, there's a radiation tent that is available to purchase as w- um, that would block radiation from the phone if it were left on near your bedstand. So, so many people use them as an alarm clock. It's extremely um, risky choice to to do so. Um, what else? Were some simple the Wi-Fi, the router off. Oh, the laptop shield yeah, was something true. I had yeah. read about years ago, and I'm guilty. I sit with my laptop on my lap, and um, same thing, radiation right in your lap. So they make shields that you can um, put down to protect yourself when you're using a laptop on your lap. Yeah, great. All right, so that's radiation. That's point number two. Point number three um, I think is is a, a pretty interesting topic. It's called water. <laughs> <laughs> we all need. We all know we need water to survive, right? Mm-hmm. It's just something that we need to have sufficiency of. If you don't have enough water, and uh, it goes on long enough, you die of dehydration. Dehydration, exactly. So, um, but what about the quality of our water? So, if you live in a um, municipal area and you have a municipal water supply, what's probably in your water? Most likely fluoride. Yeah. And it's also probably had some level of chlorination to try to kill uh, the germs and so forth in the water, which is necessary. Obviously, Mm -hmm. you don't want to drink uh, germ-infested water. But, uh, you know, is is, uh, fluoride something that our cells thrive with? Is that something that we were created to be ingesting? No. No, so that would, be a, that would be a toxicity, right? Mm-hmm. And in low doses, can you not notice it? Absolutely. But do that over a long period of time. And there are, you know, there's plenty of research out there, whether you want to accept that level of research or not, that's up to you, uh, that shows that it's not good for you. Mm-hmm. So again, it's, it's your choice, <laughs> what you want to do. But what can you do in, in lieu of that? And there's ways that you can filter your water. So there's uh, reverse osmosis filtration systems that you can purchase and install in your own home. Uh, we actually had an issue. We, we have a well at our house uh, living in the country, and um, we actually had a blood chemistry test done that showed both of us had really not so good kidney function, which made no sense to either one of us. Mm-hmm. So we did a lot of digging. We had our water tested. Nothing really showed up because most water tests are just looking for bacteria and, and coliforms and so forth. Um, but what they did find was, or what we did find by accident, was that uh, we had a short in our well that was causing an arcing in the water of the well. And that arcing was causing a, a high level of uh, iron to be put into our water. 
and we had installed a reverse osmosis system into our water uh, filtration system at the kitchen sink. So we started just drinking through that. Uh, we fixed the actual cause of the problem at the well, and lo and behold, our kidneys uh, came back to better function. <laughs> so long story short, your water can be hurting you or helping you, depending on how clean your water is. Now, a lot of people drink water out of containers like what? Plastic. Plastic, yes. Mm-hmm. And and again, it depends on which article you read on the internet. Mm-hmm. Some will downplay that plastic is perfectly fine to drink water out of it, and others will talk about uh, something called BPAs, which is uh, bisphenol A, which is not good for us. So you can have microplastics that get in, that leach from plastic into the water, especially if the the water bottles get hot. So if you're drinking water out of a plastic water bottle that's been sitting in a car on a hot summer day, more than likely you're ingesting microplastics, which are toxic to our bodies and our cells. Mm -hmm. Or transported in a truck that possibly... Was exposed to a lot of heat. Right. Yeah. So... Yeah, some things to think, consider, you know, uh, stainless steel drinking containers have become the rage and uh, not only only trendy, but they're actually better for you. So um, I'm always drinking out of a stainless steel water container. Um, and that brings us to point number four, which is another super common thing that we find through blood chemistry analysis, and that is a vitamin D deficiency. Mm. Uh, vitamin D is um, acts actually more like a hormone. In our bodies, and I don't know if you've heard of us talk about that on other podcasts or not, but uh, if you have a vitamin D blood test done, you will have your uh, number scored against a reference range, which is from 30 to 100, and that's a pretty standard range across the country. Um, so if you score a 30, or 32, 35, you think, oh gosh, I'm in that range, I'm good, 38, you're great, right? Not really. Uh, the ideal range for somebody that has no real issues is between 70 and 80. And if you have any autoimmune condition, you want your vitamin D levels to be as close to 100. Why is that? Because vitamin D works like a hormone. And it actually works very intimately with our immune cells. And it actually helps direct our immune cell function. And it directs our immune cells from the uh, inflammatory side more toward the anti-inflammatory side of activity. So less inflammation, especially from the cellular level, is super important. But your immune system is intimately related to vitamin D levels in your body. And that is the most common thing I think we find other than blood sugar handling issues people with people mm-hmm. on blood chemistry and the most easy, easy thing to fix. It's really easy to supplement with vitamin D with uh, K2 to bring your levels up. Right. But you can't guess at it. You have to know. Yeah. You can't guess at it. You have to know. But it's one of those quiet things that you won't feel much different if you're low, right? If your vitamin D level is 33, you may not feel that much different. If you're down at 18 or 20, you probably Mm -hmm. will not be healthy. Well, I think it over time, people just accept the way they, you know, it might be you're depressed and you're, you don't understand why and you don't, you're not relating it at all, but it could very well be level D. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. Same with a lot of other blood chemistry issues that we yeah. see. And then that brings us to point number five, which you brought up. Yeah. I, I'm like, we keep, um, not keep what we haven't addressed. One of the, um, most important in our, um, realm of, of work and experience. And that's, um, the nervous system and the, um, 
if prop we don't have proper nerve flow, then the amount of damage that's happening in our own in our bodies is incredible. So I think touching on interference with the nervous system, which we call a subluxation in the chiropractic arena, and um, putting the delicate pressure on the nerves and the impact that that has on the nervous system. Yeah. So uh, the most simple way, I guess I always describe it to people is that your spine is a body part like your teeth that needs to be cared for regularly, early in life and often throughout life. Mm -hmm. And just like, um, you know, we get cavities and stuff that happens very slowly and gradually. And nerve interference happens that way as well. And spinal decay happens that way as well. It's very slow and gradual over time. We get very used to poor posture and misalignments in our spine and our body will adapt to it and get very used to that. But our nervous system controls and regulates every function in our body. And if you get back to the concept of of purity and sufficiency, you want to have clean, clear signals between your brain and your body with no interference. And, and the volume of signals, so the sufficient amount, sufficiency would be the volume of brain-body communication is as close to that 100% level that you could have. Your function is going to be as close to 100% as well. But as we lose that communication, as it becomes interfered with, distorted, or slowed down in any level of degree... There's a gradual loss of function that takes mm-hmm. place. And, the, and the, the more function we lose, the more prone we are to getting problems that develop, sickness, diseases, whatever it might be. And again, you can read all kinds of conflicting research on this. But again, I, my question is, what research are you willing to accept? I can show you article after article of the damaging effects of nerve interference and how it impacts the brain, how it impacts physiology, how it impacts the viscera of the body mm-hmm. and uh, in a negative way and how the posture is intimately related to the to that and how your immune system is affected and impacted by that. There's just just lots and lots of research out there, but it's a matter of what research are you willing to accept. Mm-hmm. Good point. Yeah. So those are our five points for this week's podcast. Anything you want to add to it? No, like we did a good, good job. Covering. Okay, we did a good job. All right, we're patting ourselves on the back today. And uh, that's all we have for this week's edition of your weekly Limitless Life Network podcast. Be sure to tune in each and every week so you can stay connected, be inspired, and keep moving toward your best life by stripping away your limitations. And we will see you back next week. 